Welcome to the July 14th issue of CMAJ Podcasts. I'm John Fletcher, the Editor-in-Chief of CMAJ. In this issue, we feature pets. We have a review talking about the health risks of pet ownership, where you will encounter familiar zoonotic infections such as Toxoplasma gondii and Toxicara canis, and some that are less familiar such as capnocytophagia canimorsis. So pets can be a, a risk to health, and particularly to patients who are immunocompromised. Pregnant women, young children, and older adults being at the greatest risk of transmission. Proper pet selection, pet care, and personal hand hygiene can reduce disease risk. Physicians and other healthcare providers may, with the guidance of existing resources, counsel patients on safe pet ownership and contact to reduce pet-associated diseases. Now, just to put the other side of the story, we have a commentary in this issue of the journal as well that puts the benefits of pet ownership. The commentary's key points uh, are that most Canadian households have a pet, which suggests that uh, people do find pets beneficial. And there's some evidence that owning a pet enhances health. For example, owning a dog may encourage physical activity which could improve cardiovascular health. Contact with animals can also confer psychological benefits, relieving symptoms of mental and cognitive illness or loneliness. Albeit the studies have been small and are methodologically not optimal. If you'd like to hear more about pets and the risk of health infections, we have a full-length podcast interview with the author of that review. In this issue of the journal, we have two research articles. The first one, is about the external validation of the hospital patient one-year mortality risk index. And this is a model for predicting mortality following a hospital admission. Carl van Walraven and colleagues used administrative data from three areas to validate the HOMR model. They used data from Ontario, Alberta and Boston, deriving risk scores for patients admitted over a one-year period, and then followed these patients for one year to track mortality rates. And in the three areas, they found that the C statistic, or area under the ROC curve, for each of those regions was between 0.89 and 0.92, showing really quite good predictive values. They conclude that the HOMR model can be used for risk adjustment in analyses of health administrative data to predict long-term survival amongst hospital patients. Our second research article is by Bernell and colleagues and is about the determinants of variations in initial treatment strategies for stable ischemic heart disease. Some studies have shown that lower mortality in hospitals with higher volume of procedures But this study looked beyond volume and examined whether the culture of preferring a revascularization procedure over medical therapy was associated with higher mortality. What they show is that there's nearly not very any strong relation beyond the play of chance. After adjusting for multiple factors, the differences are not statistically significant between hospitals with high and low revascularization ratios. So there may be a relationship, but it's mostly explained by patient factors. And if you'd like to hear about this study in more detail, we have a podcast uh, interview with the main author. 
The other thing that we'd like to feature in this issue of the journal is that uh, we have listened to our readers who said that the humanities section is not always their go-to section. And uh, we have completely relaunched the humanities section in this issue. So there is an editorial describing the changes. So our editorial, this issue, describes those changes in the humanities section. Humanities will essentially be adopting two critical lenses. One of them will look past the professional boundaries of medicine to political economic forces shaping knowledge and practice. And the other lens will focus on the lived experience of doctors and patients. And in this issue, we have an example of each one of those. The first of these is by Sergio Simondo from the Department of Philosophy at Queen's University, Kingston, and is titled How to Make Opinion Leaders and Influence People. The essay is about approaches in industry and uh, amongst academics as to how to approach or uh, change the minds of the profession as a whole and how to use uh, key opinion leaders um, in this quest. Our second humanities piece is, is a rather moving one by an emergency doctor interviewing um, a patient who appears to have committed a heinous crime and reflects on the emotions stirred up in the doctor during the interview. Elsewhere in this issue, we have a commentary talking about tamper-resistant drugs and how they're not necessarily the solution to the opioid crisis. We have a lineup of practice articles. A 42-year-old asymptomatic man wonders if he requires screening for cardiac disease. And so this article talks about uh, the relevance of family history and the need for investigation. What's your call? describes the workup of a 78-year-old right-handed physician with hypertension and dyslipidemia who presented to the emergency department with progressive memory impairment and acute onset of left-sided weakness. Five things that you need to know this time is about the resurgence of pertussis, the organism responsible for whooping cough, but is also coming back in adults and younger people causing a persistent cough have an image about the uh, hazards of making sangria, causing a really quite florid, blistering rash in a 26-year-old woman. So, again, plenty to look at in this issue of the journal, and I hope you like the front cover of the dog licking the ice cream. This is John Fletcher, Editor-in-Chief of CMAJ. Thank you for listening.